Palisades out there. This is Ryan Trimble sitting here at the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters in our plush, luxurious studios. Uh, it's getting a little chilly out there. Hopefully my my outstanding co-host, Sean Williams, who's joining me, has uh, brought a coat. Sean. I have brought a coat, quite stylish, but um, as usual, you know, it is about to drop. So seriously, hopefully by the time this podcast hits, people might even be at home, kind of nestled in, nice cup of cocoa and chilling with deconstructing Dallas, right? It's, it's, I'm glad I left the Christmas lights up for a day (laughs) like this, Sean. By the way, happy MLK Day. Happy Martin Luther King Day to you, sir. It's been a, a good MLK Day. My favorite, we talked about the best celebrity. In our, fir- in our first podcast, my favorite American, Martin Luther King. Very strong. Very and, strong pick. And a fraternity brother. Oh. Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Look at that. Outstanding stuff. Well, now you got to go to the parade. Yeah, I did. Today. I did. It was a it was a fun day. It, it was. I thought it was going to be cold early, but it turned out to be a beautiful day. Helped out our our good friends over at SMU. Uh, SMU President Gerald Turner uh, rode on the float alongside Peruna, the human human Peruna mascot. They did a great job. Everybody. Uh, everybody loves human Peruna. Everybody does. Love human Peruna. Also, real animal Peruna is also a strong contender. But man, uh, it was a great turnout. People love seeing SMU out there. Uh, the, uh, Dr. Turner told me this is tenth year in a row to do it, and you know I, I feel like everybody has really embraced it and consider it a, a yearly a yearly event for for not only for Dr. Turner but for the school and some of the football guys out. Uh, like I said, the mascot and some other some of the great faculty over there. So the was, social was media was the social media was awesome. It looked great from where I was sitting. Yeah. Didn't get to go out, but I know DA Faith Johnson was a, a co grand marshal. That's right. Chief Hall, our sheriff, our new sheriff in town, was also one of the grand marshals. (laughs) So um, it looked looked great. Yeah, big turnout today. Uh, Lots of big energy and, uh, you know, kicked off a great, great day. Way to celebrate celebrate this really important American holiday. But, uh, Sean, what else have you been up to lately? Um, Well, this weekend I watched a film. Uh, As you've been known to do, sir. You might not believe it, but I did watch a film. I went to see... I went to see Proud Mary, starring the great Taraji P. Henson. And, um, yeah, I checked that out on yesterday. And? Oh, man. How many thumbs up? Ooh, I I don't know (laughs) if there will be any thumbs up. Um, It's not my favorite. Okay. Taraji P. Henson was great in this movie. Um, but kind of light on the story on this one. A lot of okay. a lot of shoot 'em up. So um, yeah, I'm so gonna we have a half thumb gonna, from Sean. Yeah, probably a mm, yeah half thumb. I was gonna say thumbnail, but I probably <laughs> I'll go half wow. thumb. Yeah, I'll go okay, half thumb. Okay, so on no that. endorsement. Yeah. What about you? I'm assuming that you caught the Minnesota Man. Vikings. What they call it, the miracle in Minnesota, the Minnesota miracle. Did you see the end of that game? I was not watching it live because I was watching Proud Mary. Okay, but, well, uh, I mean, you were watching it live, though, right? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I've been I've been doing family stuff because I'm a family guy. You are. I'm a family, family guy. guy. Been doing family stuff. Had mom in town. My uncle was in town. It was 
really strong. It's a lot of family. So my uncle, it was a lot of family. It was a lot of family. Uh, yeah, we, we, we were watching the end of that game, and I was watching because as we are deconstructing Dallas, Sean, I was watching because there are six former SMU players on the Saints roster, and a gentleman by the name of Horace Richardson is on the Vikings roster, former SMU grades. So okay. All right. it had a lot of local interest for me. I was fired up either way to see some SMU guys in the NFL. 11th pro, 11th most in the NFL. Oh, okay. Program with the 11th most okay. number Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Little SMU. The Mustangs. That's Over right. Over on the hilltop. That's right. putting out that kind of Cranking NFL Cranking out some talent. NFL talent. And a really good rapper, by the way. <laughs> Man, we might have to spend some time deconstructing <laughs> Cole to- Beasley's rap. <laughs> That's Because right. that was some hot fire that yes. he was putting hot out last fire week. fire and fiscal responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, but yeah, that was that was a wild ending, um, unfortunate tackle. Feel bad for that kid. Yeah, um, Marcus Williams, you know, rookie out of Utah, and you know he has been catching it on social media. But yeah, I mean, he owned up to it. He said, I, you know, I just got to be that guy to make that play, and that's a tough one. But I, I will give him credit for, you know, owning up to it. Uh, that's going to happen in football. And, you know, he had an interception earlier in the game. Sure, I sure. mean, he had he's had a great rookie season, but that one play is something that's going to be with him for a long time. And so, yeah. you know, as kind of his teammates have said, as a lot of guys have said, Mike Golick, you know, a lot of folks have said he's got to go on, put that behind him, see where his career goes. But, you know, for me, yeah. I'm hoping that the guy can pick up, learn from it, and move forward. Sure. But at the end of the day, I, I kind of want to see Minnesota win. Um, I really am rooting for them playing in their home stadium yeah, for the Super no Bowl. Kidding. I think that would be no really, r- like, like that would be a really good thing for the NFL. Yeah, but. absolutely. But enough about that. We are deconstructing Dallas, and Sean, I'm really fired up about today's uh, show. Very excited about our guest today, the mayor's chief of staff, uh, head of policy and communication, gentleman named Scott Goldstein, dear friend to you and me, Sean. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to deconstructing the mayor's office with Scott. I mean, I've known him for a long time, and he was a longtime member of the media as a reporter with the Dallas Morning News, and now he is the chief of policy and communications for Mayor Mike Rowling. So um, an, an office that I had, you know, worked in that office before, but also you have the insight of having worked on Mayor Rowling's last campaign. That, that's campaign. right. That's right. A lot of great folks that, that work for the mayor. Proud to call Scott a friend and really excited about having him on today. Look forward to this. This is exciting, Sean. So Yeah, I've got some some hard-hitting questions, too, for Scott <laughs> yeah. Goldstein coming up. Yeah. So uh, we're going to kick it to the break for a very short pause. And when we come back, we will be deconstructing the mayor's office with Scott Goldstein. Be right back. Constructing Dallas. Sean Williams with Ryan Tremble. And today, Ryan, so exciting. Our first guest, we're going to be deconstructing the mayor's office, which is pretty awesome. Uh, your friend and my friend, we're with Scott Goldstein. Welcome, Scott. 
<laughs> thank, All right. Thank you guys for having me. That's to right. This well, fine yeah. studio. Sean, should we just call this the Sean and Scott Bromance Hour, or what are we going to call this segment? It'd make it weird with you being here if we should I leave? Segmented. You guys want to just do this without me? I mean, this is a long time friend. I, it's been <laughs> probably it's been more than ten years ago that we met when you oh, yeah. were covering the Southern Dallas beat. Back 11, in the, or 11 or 12 yeah, years ago. Yeah, I think we met like in South Dallas because you were, I think you were covering South Dallas. I think did. what happened was I, I stole a story from you and we had to kind of, <laughs> that, that you is know, I was, a main, I was a mainstream it Dallas Morning right. News reporter. <laughs> that is very true. And you were just starting up this Dallas South blog. That is very true. Uh, and Scott, I had to take you to lunch and kind of apologize. Just move it over because you weren't the first one, but you were the first one to actually acknowledge that you had stolen some of my material, which was kind of not taboo sure. back in you the know, day. Stolen might be a little bit strong. Maybe you just kind of pointed me in the right direction. Reappropriated. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> Flattering. There's a lot. Flattering, though. So Scott Goldstein, for anyone who does not know, is... Chief of Policy and Communications for Mayor Mike Rawlings, our 61st mayor. And uh, we are excited to have you here, sir. Thank you. Excited to be here. Uh, let's just kind of start off really quickly because, I mean, for those folks who don't know you, let's kind of just tell us a little bit about what, what your job entails as a chief for well, Mayor Rollins. As you know, Sean, from having worked for him as well previously before I joined his staff, it's a small staff, very small staff for a city of this size. And so everybody in the office kind of does everything, a little bit of everything. But my main area of responsibility is uh, speech writing, um, dealing with council members on a week-to-week basis on what's on the city council agenda, and dealing with the media on a day-to-day basis. Um, and then working with kind of the, the city staff, um, the city manager's office, and the various assistant city managers and directors um, on policy-related issues. I get the pleasure of calling Scott a, a not only a friend but a neighbor. I get to see him and his much better half, Sam, pulling their lovely daughter around and they and a great radio flyer a wagon. Where'd you get that? I need to get one for our kiddo. It was a it was a gift actually. Um, I think it. I think it's the baby shower, and it, it is the it is the next generation radio fire. It's, it's got it a has canopy. a roof. Yes, I mean, it is, it, this thing is legit. <laughs> so anyway, you're a Baltimore guy. Yeah, I went to. I grew up in. How the heck did you the, get here? <laughs> that's I'm I'm still trying to figure that out. But uh, went to Baltimore County Public Schools and went to University of Maryland and uh, never planned or thought I'd end up in Texas, but out of the University of Maryland Journalism School, uh, the Dallas Morning News hired me on a, on a one-year internship that turned into a eight-year tenure, and uh, so I just kind of came down here thinking I'd maybe be here for a year, maybe a little more, ended up liking it. You guys know, I think we're all examples of kind of the opportunities that Dallas can provide for Absolutely. for young adults nowadays and so it's been a great city of opportunity and a great place to find a wife and start a family and buy a house and yeah and you're definitely in the outkicked your coverage club it's a good club <laughs> i'm in that club too it's very true very true um it was um it was I had some little secret methods that I used to woo my wife. We will do that for another podcast. That would be a whole different show. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. 
You you talked about working for the Dallas Morning News. That's where you were when I first met you. You covered the Southern Dallas beat, and then you covered the City Hall beat. And so I think I was really kind of worked with you in my city life when I was at the police department. You're covering the crime beat also. Mm -hmm. And so, but then you came over to the policy side, uh, working for the city. So I guess my question, because we had some conversations about this back in the day, but what would be your... What's the thing that you learned on the inside at City Hall or kind of what would be your biggest surprise working inside versus when you were outside as a reporter and just covering what was going on at City Hall? Um, I think as a reporter, you, you, you can get cynical and jaded and um, not, you, not you. No, <laughs> not me, of no way. Not me, of course. As you could be cynical um, or jaded. I, well, first of all, I think you, you come to find out that um, as much as you think you know as a reporter, you know about like one half of one percent of what's actually going on on the inside, and and that's if you're a, a, a good reporter, I think. So. I think there's, like I said, I think you don't get, because so many people are probably afraid to deal with the media or, or kind of don't want to deal with the media. So you don't really get to know all the, the good people that are that are working behind the scenes and doing good work um, at the city. And I'm not only saying that because I work for the city. I've truly been uh, impressed. And I think you'd probably say the same thing, Sean, from your city experience, just all the people throughout the different levels of the organization that work there. And, and a whole lot of people, and this is the case in any government entity, a whole lot of people that could probably go somewhere and make a lot more money or, or do a lot of different things, but they're doing it because they enjoy public service. And that's like their passion. So it's, it's definitely given me appreciation. I think it's for somebody that I only worked as a reporter coming out of school, I think it kind of does show you that it's it's cha- I think it's challenging for reporters who've only worked as reporters to really understand um, how government works and how these entities that they cover work. And then and it being as a communications person, so that's kind of my job now, I guess, is to try to shed light on that. So that's what I try to try to always keep in mind how it was for me as a reporter and, and be cognizant of what I didn't know. When I don't I was know. You, you say time. it in a way that I hadn't really thought about because I was, again, a blogger when I started, but I never considered myself necessarily a journalist, but I worked in sales. I worked in other organizations, so I can see how even having that experience and then covering City Hall because I, I sometimes it felt like I was like defending certain aspects of what was going on. I I've probably felt like I sided more with the folks working in City Hall than I did with the media. Uh, even though I was working in the media because of what you said. Did you so, have real life experience outside Yeah, of- I think I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I hadn't thought about it like that until you, you put it like that. Yeah. Very cool. Well Scott I wanted to ask you, let's talk about let's talk about the boss man. The big cheese, Mayor Mike Rawlings. Tell us about tell us about the mayor. Tell us about your experience working with him, and uh, what he's like on a day to day basis. Well, I first got to know him when I covered City Hall at the Dallas Morning News. Um, covered him for about a year before I I left for another job, and then was at that other job for a little less than a year before he. I guess he liked me enough to, to call me and, and ask me if I'd be interested in, in talking to him about an opening in his office. I think the thing about him is, um, and you guys know this, he's not a typical politician. He didn't run for anything until later in life, and he was a successful businessman, having been the, the CEO of Pizza Hut and, and doing well in private equity. And so he really 
ran for mayor uh, as as sort of a way to give back. It wasn't something he needed to do, and it wasn't something that he was using to run for something else. I honestly don't see him running for anything else, not only because he's a Democrat in Texas. Despite but, the rumors. <laughs> I feel like every, I, you know, every, every month or so it I, pops up he's running his pizza sessions, he's running nah. for U.S. Senate. I think eight years as mayor of Dallas is going to be uh, enough to take a take a break. But I think why people like him and continue to like him is because he's like I said, he's not a classic politician. He's he's just and, and people people who don't who've never even met him, you know, they see him out and they just call him Mike because I think they feel like they're on like a first name basis with him because he's a regular yeah. he's a regular guy. People are like, hey, Mike, it's like I, it. Have you ever met him before? But, I mean, he's not formal like that. The first he's, time I called him Mr. Mary, said, shut up, Ryan. Call me Mike. Yeah. God, you're killing me. So yeah, that that's a terrible me. mayor apologies for that, uh, Mike. Apologies for I that. I am texting him right now yeah, to thank you, Sean. let him know to yeah. listen to You Can Struck Dallas yeah. and see how bad that was. So, so you'd mentioned – you'd said the ter- word eight years. It is unique for somebody to – uh, not only run for a second term, at least in recent history, but in most of Dallas history. And uh, I know Sean yeah, it's talked been, about this last night. We talked night. about that. It's been since R.L. Thornton, since we've had a mayor to serve eight years. It's been Woodall Rogers. Before that, R.L. Thornton was 1953 to 1961. Woodall Rogers, 1939 to 1947. I mean, it, it's, a long, it's a long haul. And it seems like it, it, it really does seem like the mayor has been in office. That 2011 is a seems like a long time ago. That's right. I mean, we were all doing many way different Others. lives mm-hmm. back then, and he's still doing the same thing. Um, and you talked about the staff, and you know, I was when I was deputy chief of staff, I was there. Paula Blackman was chief of staff. Shout out to the folks who were there when I was there. Who was Andrea White, Amanda Sanchez? We had, you know, obviously Sandy was also there. Sandy Nelson. We and all love Sandy. Everybody loves yes, Sandy. She loves makes Sandy it go. Nelson. She makes it go. Yeah, I know she's listening. So. And but 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 you guys really do. I mean, you have a a good staff. I mean, and I think you all work well together. And like you said, everybody has their part. But it seems like the mayor's really got like a really good team that he's assembled. Obviously, um, your other chief, Benet Hammond, who focuses on Southern Dallas and community relations. It seems like you guys are working well together. Oh yeah, we're. I, I'm not sure I could do this job, and stick with it um, through. I mean, I'm, I will if it will, I make it to the end of the second term, which I hope to. It will be uh, a little over four years. I wouldn't have been able to do it without her. We're we're partners. She handles the with her background as a former Dallas police officer and former community prosecutor. Um, she handles the community relations at Grow South, and I'm on the. The, the writer and the and the media relations side and so yeah we we make a great team and and I think that's critically important because um, like I said it's a small team so everybody's got a whole whole lot of work to do and obviously all the credit to the staff but no just kidding but uh, <laughs> but that that's that's definitely critical and I I think it's um, I mean I think part of the reason why no mayor in modern times has made it as long as he's going to make it when he finishes his second term is, um, it's probably a lot of different reasons, but it, as you guys know, this form of government, it can be a challenge. Right. It's a weak right. mayor system. The, the city manager runs the day to day. Most citizens probably don't realize that. And, and the for mayor, a CEO, CEO like Mike Rollins. Yeah. 
and I don't think in any way he he doesn't he doesn't want a strong mayor form of government. He hasn't advocated for that, but it, it's it's a challenge to navigate, um, and so uh, it's it's definitely progress takes a takes a lot of time, and uh, other mayors who I think could have served have you know either gotten exhausted or they've kind of looked for other political opportunities. Well, this is deconstruct. Structing Dallas with Sean and Ryan. We got Scott Goldstein here with us. We're going to take a quick break, and I want to, when we come back, talk about this uh, shadowy Twitter and Instagram feed that I have dug up that you run, and I want to talk to our listeners about that. So um, give us a couple seconds, and we'll be back to talk with Scott Goldstein on Deconstructing Dallas. Deconstructing Dallas with Sean Williams and Ryan Trimble and our wonderful producer, Lexi Holt. Thank you, Lexi, for all your hard work today. We appreciate you. We got a new mic. We got a new mic today. We have upgraded. Thanks to Lexi. We handed Lexi the unopened box and she figured it out. And uh, we are very proud of her and and grateful to her. We're back with Scott Goldstein. He manages the life of Mayor Mike Rawlings. Is that accurate? Most days. Most days. I try to. Or is that Sandy that does that? It's it's a team Sandy. effort. It takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> before we before we went to break, Scott, we we were talking about you had made the comment that there's a lot of folks in the city working really hard that could you know they probably have opportunities to go elsewhere and make a lot more money, but they believe in the city of Dallas. They believe in in public service. My question to you is. How do we how do we cultivate these folks that want to serve? How do we train them? How do we coach them up to be the next generation of leaders? Our, our generation, you know, we 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 are, uh, I think, folks that are our age are right on the cusp of, of coming into some of these leadership roles. So, what what's the strategy in your eyes for training or coaching or ensuring that we have strong leadership going forward? Well, it's a good question, and if I had. The perfect answer. I don't know. Maybe I'd be as successful as you guys, but dream bigger. <laughs> I I think that we have to. First of all, we have to get people to vote. I mean, I think the Morning News had a editorial the other day about how poorly we rank among uh, like fifty big cities, and uh, and and we rank very poorly. It was last in terms of our. Our, our voter turnout so um, we got to figure out a way whether it's I mean just a, a way that we're going to appeal to to the next generation of voters because we got elections for school board and and for city council that are being decided by a couple hundred votes in, in some cases or a lot less I mean where I live in Lake Highlands a few years ago when Councilman McGee first got on I think that race was decided by like 50 votes or something or less than that 32 maybe. votes yeah, maybe yeah. yeah something under 50 but so we got to get people interested and engaged and there's a lot of boards and commissions at, at 
the city that um, volunteers serve on. And that's you, you handle, that's part of your responsibility in the mayor's office? Yeah, that's part of, part of my responsibility is finding, finding people to fill those board commission seats. You know, everything from the animal commission uh, to the planning and zoning and ethics commission and the park board. So that's one way. Um, and you see a lot of folks that are that are more senior on a lot of these boards, so it'd, it'd be good to have some more youth. There's a lot of organizations in town, I think, that do a good job of, of cultivating leaders, uh, training leaders. But um, and I think we need to make it, I don't know, a little bit more appealing. It, 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 sometimes I'm I'm concerned that people wouldn't want to volunteer their time and throw their name in there because of what you see in the media and on social media from, you know, the current breed of officials, not just in the city, but it, it seems like be, the national, the tone of national politics that that's kind of dripped down to the local level as well, just the nastiness of it. And, and so people who have good jobs at uh, major corporations and such, maybe that's not worth it for them to risk their reputation. The term I've heard so, is, is the opportunity cost is too high. Yeah. Yeah. I worry a lot about that. What about what about people who do want to to get involved, like on a board or commission? Do they do they call you on your cell phone? Like how? What is the because I could give them? I have your number. I could share or what? Like I mean, because I do think that there are people who do not who think it's a lot harder than it is to just get involved. You know, but if somebody like if they're listening and said, you know what, I'd love to serve on a board that would help with with animals or if I or with South Dallas. I mean, how what's the process like? It really it really is informal like that. They can call our office or figure out who their council member is um, and call their office. And, and, uh, you know, practically speaking, the terms the terms started a couple months ago. So most of the seats for most of the council members are probably filled by this point. But there's still a number of opportunities. So people can call at any time, email or call us, scott.goldstein at dallascityhall.com. But I think that, you know, there's the Mayor's Star Council. That's a, a group of, of young uh, future leaders and current leaders. The Mayor's you know, Rising Star Council, which is even younger leaders. Yeah. Yeah. So we've tried to cultivate, uh, we've tried to cultivate folks, but yeah, people need to decide what kind of area they're interested in, what they're willing to do. And there's other less formal areas to get involved, Mayor's Poverty Task Force. And and I know through city staff, the city manager, TC Broadnax is working on a number of initiatives where I think there'll be opportunities for the public to engage and uh, going forward. So, Scott, I teased a little earlier a shadowy Instagram feed, a shadowy Twitter feed that I have dug up that you are in charge of and great reporting by me. It's called Pug Life Dallas, I believe, on Twitter. Did I get that right? That would be accurate. It's not shadowy, though. I'm I'm pretty proud of it. It it is um, dedicated to Ray Ray, Scoop, and Callie, and we'll pour a little bit out Uh, for Bun. Snoop? Snoop. Snoop and Callie, and we'll pour a little out for Bun B and Lil Wheezy, who are no longer with us. But (laughs) these are your pugs, right? (laughs) And so, uh, I mean, it's a really cool uh, Instagram feed, a cool Twitter feed. Tell us about your dogs. Tell us about even, like, what you do on the, the, the feeds. Well, Sean, you know, I didn't choose the pug life. Pug life chose uh, me. So. Man, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. That's right. Um, no, you know, I just, when I, when I settled down in Dallas, I knew I was going to stay here for a, a relatively long term in about 07, 08. 
and I decided to get a dog and I did a search and I knew I wanted to get a rescue and I just decided I think I probably have the most in common with pugs. They're they like to nap a lot. They like to eat a lot. You rescue all um, yeah, they're all, all rescues. All these pugs are DFW pug rescue. And then the story just got um, uh, to a whole nother level because, and this is what I was referring to earlier about how I wooed my wife. We met on Match.com and we both had two pugs oh, at wow. the time from Look at that. the DFW yeah. pug rescue. So I, I used the pugs as the in to get her attention. And that's how our family grew to, at that time, four pugs. And, and we've continued to, to rescue and I document that on uh, Instagram, but primarily Pug I Life like Dallas. I, that's where I usually see you more so on <laughs> Pug Life versus let, Ghosting or whatever else the other yeah, thing is. It's a good way to get away from, right, right. from the work life. I mean, pugs are hilarious creatures, and and now having my little girl, my human little girl, uh, interacting with them too. So yeah, does Sadie like them? She likes them. Uh, they have mixed feelings about her. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of tail pulling and uh, yeah, or tail straightening maybe. Yeah, pugs, I guess. Yeah, they some some of them in in the pug grumble. That's what you call a group of pugs. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Yeah. I learned something. They, uh, some have responded better than others uh, to her presence, but it's a it's a process. They're learning to live with each other. Okay, Scott, I've got one more semi-serious question. We've been talking about bike sharing around town, and I wanted to know, A, have you ridden a bike share? Have you partaken in the opportunity to have a shared bike? <laughs> I actually have not, but I need to. I don't think you guys have either, right? No, we no, haven't. We have not. I listened to the first to show. We go. Yeah. Um, you listen, I, hold on. You listen to the I, first I listen, show? I listen to the show oh, wow. often. Okay. <laughs> so. That is four listeners we're up to. Wow. We're making progress. Um, so I have not, but I'm glad to see them. I, I know that people are frustrated. Some people are frustrated by how many we have all of a sudden. It's a little bit of a, a rapid adjustment and that some of them are dumped in uh, the side of the road or in White Rock Lake or whatever. But I think it's – I think I, – I hope you guys would agree. I'd much rather have all these companies fighting it out in Dallas than maybe a bunch of other cities and, and bypassing Dallas. I think it says something about what they think of us that they're all here. And I think that we're going to figure it out. And right now it's just there's so many companies that are that are fighting for market share. So um, – and this has kind of become the latest ground zero for that. But I think we've taken the right approach by not – immediately regulating or putting heavy restrictions on them. We're kind of being welcoming and letting it, seeing how it plays out, gathering information, working with the companies. Amen. Allowing for there to, for, there is a mechanism to, for people to go through 311 if they're, you know, if they're in the wrong place or they're damaged or, or whatnot. Um, but I think, I think we're taking the right approach. Unlike, you know, the city has done in the past when new technology has maybe come in or new com- new types of companies. I think this is the right approach to be hands off, um, at least initially. So I know you're a fan of, or at least you used to be a fan of TPing people's front yards. Are you into biking people's front yards? This is taking um, swaths of bikes and putting them in front yards? Only yours. Tell America. Because you're my neighbor. And I, I figured that was you. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we have quite enough in Lake Highlands yet <laughs> to execute that. Yeah. Effectively, that's the other thing. I think they do need, they do need to spread out. Downtown's great and all, but there may be a little too many in downtown. Maybe we, I mean, I I haven't gone to look, but hopefully they're in southern Dallas too. 
too. And North Oak Cliff, we got quite a few. We got okay, down there. we got quite a few. I okay. think I'd like to see a little more in, in in Lake Highlands. I've seen some around like White Rock Lake and whatnot, but. So, well, Scott, we have enjoyed our time with you today. Let me um, give you an opportunity to plug. Cause we're big into social media here. Your uh, Twitter and Instagram feeds. One more time. My Twitter is s Goldstein, and that's a verified Twitter. I don't know if you guys what are, uh, what I got. I got. I am not okay. Yeah. Whatever. So you can you can know it's the real me <laughs> and not an impersonator. <laughs> It's still working on verifying Pug Life Dallas on Instagram, but uh, that's where you can find me on Instagram, Pug Life, at Pug Life Dallas. Well, thanks for uh, visiting us at Allen Media Worldwide. Appreciate it. Thanks to our producer, Lexi Holt. Thanks to our bosses, Mary Woodleaf and Jennifer Pascal. I'm at Sean P. Williams on Twitter, S-H-A-W-N-P Williams. He's at R Tremble. 15 on Twitter. We are Deconstructing Dallas. Check us out next week. Tell your friends. Adios.